Welcome to the Nashville Women's Health Podcast. This podcast was created as a way to provide education and connection to the women of Middle Tennessee. My goal is to connect you with local women's health and fitness providers so you know what services are available in your area. I am your host, Amy Bailey. I'm a local women's health physical therapist, yoga instructor, and life coach. Thank you for joining the podcast and being a part of this amazing community. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Nashville Women's Health Podcast. This is Amy Bailey, your host, and I don't have anything scripted today, but I saw a post on Facebook and it was about someone locally looking for a pelvic health PT. And um, underneath it, several after several great recommendations for providers in the area, someone said that they had had a C-section and were having some symptoms. They didn't say what they were, but were having some symptoms and didn't know if they needed a pelvic health PT and had never heard of pelvic health PT. So I just wanted to kind of briefly talk about C-sections today and why you might benefit from seeing a pelvic health PT after a C-section. Even if you're not experiencing urinary leakage or fecal leakage or pain, perhaps in your vulva or vagina. So um, just many of y'all might know my story, but I am a mother to three. I have had two C-sections and then my third was delivered vaginally. So I'm going to briefly run through my birth history, at least for the first two C-sections, so you can kind of understand my personal feelings and relationships to a C-section and a C-section recovery specifically. So prior to ever getting pregnant, I had always been an athlete, participated in many sports, and up until pregnancy even was a big runner, running marathons, half marathons, and just being generally active. Um, So I got pregnant with my first, um, it was a tough pregnancy. I was really tired. I didn't have pain per se, but fatigue, lots of fatigue. And so wasn't running as much. Um, I did some prenatal yoga and I prepped myself for uh, what I thought would be a super easy, crunchy vaginal delivery. However, um, later in my pregnancy at the anatomy scan, my daughter was normal. And then I opted for a 3D ultrasound And this at the time, she's 14 now. So at the time, um, this was an extra cost out of pocket for me. And um, it was an elective uh, procedure for lack of a better word there. And so anyway, went in for this 3D ultrasound just so I could see my baby again. And they found um, that she was very small and that I had low amniotic fluid. So at that point, and I think I was around 32 weeks, um, things are kind of blurry right now, but at about 32 weeks, I was given all these diagnoses. I was given intrauterine growth restriction for her, small for gestational age for her, low amniotic fluid. And they, so they started monitoring me twice a week inside the OB office, and I was put on bed rest immediately. And at this time, I was a pediatric PT. Um, so I had worked with plenty of preemies and um, had a lot of fears going into this pregnancy. Anyway, through the monitoring, they decided they needed to go ahead and get her out. Um, She was born at about 36 weeks. I don't have an exact date because based on her size, they kept changing what they thought was my due date and how many weeks I was. So um, we're guessing about 36 weeks. She was born four pounds by emergency C-section. I never experienced one labor contraction with her. And um, the C-section was, I mean, of course, scary just to be, you know, operated on in general. And that wasn't my wish. I had really wanted a vaginal delivery. Oh, and she was breached too. So I forgot to tell you all that. Um, so it was a required C-section. Um, 
But the C-section was fine, other than, of course, I had some anxiety. She came out for being four pounds, doing great, breathing on her own. I mean, just, I mean, they monitored her and kept her in the hospital a little bit longer than normal, but she actually was great. Um, but I, on the other hand, um, had staples for my C-section, and the day after my surgery, a on-call doctor took out my staples. And so I'm a PT. I know better than this. However... When you're the patient, you kind of lose your mind and forget everything that you know. And so I just let him take out my staples day one post-op. Um, of course, my wound wasn't healed. It had just been cut. So anyway, I ended up with a gaping hole in my abdomen and an infection. And I don't say any of this to scare any of y'all. I just want you to know that complications happen. And sometimes they are nobody's fault. Sometimes they are. Um, I don't blame this doctor per se. I just... I just want you to know that my recovery was a little bit challenging because I had to do a month of wound care and, um, and it was hard and a C-section recovery in itself. It's a major abdominal surgery. They cut through multiple layers of tissue to get your baby out healthy and safely. Um, so it's not a quick recovery. Um, my second C-section, I had attempted a VBAC, which is a vaginal birth after cesarean. I went into labor on my own and, um, I labored for 36 hours and tried pushing for five hours. I was not successful at getting her out. I, I, I think there's multiple reasons for this. I'm now thinking back. Some of it is I didn't know how to adequately push. I had a pretty strong epidural. I asked for an epidural ugh, after about 24 hours of labor. I was fatigued and just decided I needed some help to kind of rest a little bit. So by the time it was time for me to push, I couldn't feel... I didn't even know which direction was up or down to push. So I had some struggles even figuring pushing out. Um, long story short, my doctor was wonderful and very supportive, but decided we had just been at it for a very long time and I was tired and it was time to do a C-section. So I had a C-section. Everything was fine. Um, I healed normally from this one. I did not have any infection. I had a surgical glue this time to close my infection and internal dissolvable sutures. So the recovery was very different from the first one and the second one. However, it is still a very difficult recovery. It is a longer the recovery most of the time, generally, than a vaginal delivery, um, a typical vaginal delivery. So my third labor and delivery, I ended up having that VBAC after two cesareans. I went into labor on my own, labored um, 19 hours, pushed about one hour, and this was all without an epidural. And so I knew kind of generally which direction to push, knew, felt everything that was happening. Um, and later that night, she was born at like 10 p.m., um, but I was able to walk upright <laughs> to the bathroom. Um, I was sore. My perineum was definitely swollen and sore. I had a small second degree tear. Um, so there was some healing involved with that. And I'm not degrading at all a vaginal delivery. I've, like I said, I've been through it. I know that it is a it can be a painful recovery. But when I'm comparing and contrasting the recovery between two different C-sections and my vaginal delivery, my recovery was much quicker. Not only was I able to drive immediately, um, I was not on any painkillers. I was walking upright. I was able to sit fine a little bit cockeyed, if you will, kind of offloading my pelvis um, some just because of the second degree tear. Um, but I was able to move faster. My energy came back faster and um, my healing occurred pretty quickly, even with a second degree tear. So then the question comes up, you know, well, why would you need pelvic floor PT if you have a C-section and the injury is to your abdomen 
and not to your vulva or perineum. And honestly, let's track it back. You know, you were not pregnant and then all of a sudden you grew another human inside your belly and your body changes with the pregnancy. You have a lot of hormonal changes, but you have a lot of physiological changes too. Our abdomen grows quite large in order to accommodate the size of a growing human, um, which means our core gets distorted. And so there's a dysfunction in the coordination of our brain and our core postpartum. And this is no matter how your baby comes out vaginally or through a C-section. So I think pelvic floor PT is a great way just to learn how to reconnect with your body, number one, especially your core postpartum. We spend a lot of time immediately postpartum and really for the next year plus in a forward flexed position. We are either holding a baby, feeding a baby, uh, staring at a sleeping baby because we love them so much, but we spend so much time flexed forward. And if we have a weak core, we get tightness in our back and low back pain, upper back pain. So seeing a pelvic floor PT is great for just reconnecting our brain with our pelvic floor. And then also getting that movement that we're going to need through our thoracic spine from all of that hunching over. So we need that movement in our rib cage and our upper back so we can get our breathing pattern back down. So when we also grow a little tiny human or multiples, um, our rib cage generally expands. Um, it flares. Um, this is not true in 100% of the cases, but in most of the cases, people will get a rib flare. And that's just because our ribs are accommodating for the size of babies in our abdomen. So postpartum, our rib cage flares, which means our diaphragm, which essentially is our muscle of breathing. If you think of your lungs as your organ of breathing and your diaphragm as your muscle of breathing, your diaphragm gets shoved way up into your rib cage because, again, another human is pressing it up there. You just don't have a lot of space in your abdominal cavity for humans. So things inside your body move and shift a little bit. So if you picture that your rib cage is spreading apart, your diaphragm is getting pushed up, which is putting pressure a lot of times on our esophagus, which is why a lot of us get uh, heartburn when we're pregnant. Um, getting someone postpartum, whether you've what, however you deliver your baby, it, getting you to understand how to move your rib cage again in order to work that diaphragm back down so it moves when we breathe. When we inhale, our diaphragm ideally should descend a little bit and come outside of our rib cage. And then we inhale, I mean exhale. So we inhale, it goes down and expands. When we exhale, it just returns right back to its little spot underneath our rib cage. So getting with a pelvic floor PT to teach you how to correctly move your ribs move your thoracic spine and move your diaphragm is going to get you on a better path to healing and connecting with your core. Your diaphragm and your core work very closely together. And so if your ribs are flared and your diaphragm is shoved under your ribs, then you're never going to get full core strength because the alignment isn't there to support that. So seeing a pelvic health PT immediately or at least connecting with one when you're pregnant is probably best case scenario. But then seeing one and connecting with one after you've delivered your baby, no matter how they come, is really important for that brain core breathing connection. Now, just going back to the C-section itself, um, you know, you're very limited immediately postpartum with the C-section. You know, a lot of times they won't let you, won't clear you to drive, especially if you're still on painkillers. Um, you're walking very I was very flexed over. It hurt to stand up straight. 
a lot of us develop a sensitivity on our abdomen, especially around the incision site. We don't really want clothes to touch it, especially jeans, anything tight. Um, we just kind of want to give it space. I know um, after my second C-section, I think I wore loose dresses and skirts for about two months because I didn't want anything to touch it. So working with someone who's going to teach you how to safely desensitize that area so you can touch it. And so eventually you can wear normal clothes. Um, and that's early on postpartum. You can desensitize the area as the wound is healing. You don't want to touch directly on your C-section, but all the areas around it, a pelvic health PT can teach you how to touch it and what sometimes we use um, washcloths or Q-tips or cotton balls or other things just to kind of develop tolerance to sensation in our abdomen. But once that C-section scar is healed, which means it is closed with no scab there, it's just usually it's still very pink. Uh, it might be a little bit puffy still, a little indented, but it's closed. Once we get to that closed stage, it is very important to start massaging the scar. If you have any, I say this all the time, if you have any type of surgery and your scar is closed, you need to start moving that tissue and getting it mobile. Our whole body moves when we move. So if you have a scar that's not moving, think of the restriction that might happen in that area. Now in the abdomen, if you get some restrictions there, you're also could possibly getting some, be getting some fascial restrictions, which is just the layer of tissue underneath our skin, which kind of wraps itself around our muscles. So then we can develop muscle tightness if we get fascial tightness and if we have skin tightness over the top. So a pelvic health PT will teach you how to correctly massage that C-section scar so you can get good mobility and no restrictions in your abdomen. This will cause less pain. It will cause uh, less pain with urination. Sometimes people, if they have an adhered scar, they will get pain with urination, bloating, constipation, or if they do rapid movements, like say you bend over to pick up, I don't know, a tissue off the ground and you stand up quickly. If you don't have good mobility in your scar, sometimes you will get a pull or a pain upon that quick stretch of standing up. Um, so those are just a couple of the reasons to see a pelvic health PT. Another one would be think about what growing a human does to your pelvis. So you've got extra weight that you've never had before on your body inside your pelvis, bearing down on those bones, ligaments, nerves, and of course our pelvic floor, which is a muscular system. So there has been some changes to your pelvic floor. You have had added pressure for... I mean, by the time we really start showing and feeling the weight of a baby, but at least, you know, five or six months, you've had increased pressure on those structures that have to be very supportive in your body. So you've got increased weight just bearing down on your pelvic floor for five plus months. So a lot of times there can be some changes to strength and coordination. Um, even if we don't deliver vaginally or Yes, I'm sorry. Even if we don't deliver vaginally, but we deliver um, via C-section, you have to also think, did you have a trial of labor? Did you attempt a vaginal delivery that ended up in a C-section? And if so, how much change was there to your pelvic floor? Um, did you actually get to the pushing phase? And so even though you had a C-section, you still had some stretch and some change to your pelvic floor. So Thinking about that and, and having a pelvic PT teach you how to retrain those muscles in order to anticipate movement, which we need them to do. We need our pelvic floor to know what we're doing before we do it. It's that smart. We need it to engage before we walk out of the room so we don't pee on ourselves as we're walking out of the room. If 
the fire alarm goes off, I always use these two examples. If the fire alarm is going off, we need it to engage quickly and hard so we can run out of the building without being on ourselves. So we oftentimes have to retrain those muscles to do what they used to know how to do, but because there's been significant pressure and weight on them for many months, they kind of forgot their role in your body. And it's something that is very quickly trained back, but we don't want to send you into, you know, I don't know, a hit workout if your pelvic floor doesn't know how to respond adequately to impact going into this stage. So a lot of times um, when we do carry the weight of a child, our glutes just kind of quit firing. So that changes the relationship between our pelvic floor and our glutes. And so it might put more work on our pelvic floor because our glutes just kind of are taking a break. So working with a pelvic floor PT to learn how to refire your glutes so your pelvic floor can do what it's supposed to and not bear more of the brunt, which could lead to more dysfunction, such as pain, leaking, pelvic organ prolapse. So I don't say any of this to scare you. I just kind of want to give you all the reasons why, even after a C-section, it is beneficial to at least go check in with a pelvic health PT. Go get a full assessment, rule out anything that might contribute to some dysfunction later, and then get your abdomen where you can get it in good alignment, tolerate touch to it, and decrease or increase any mobility around your scar. Um, if you have any questions about C-section recovery, I didn't even talk about progression to exercise in this podcast. I just wanted to talk about the basics in the beginning. But we do progress people um, at a slower rate. Um, but still, even people who have had a C-section can obviously participate in any sort of sport they want to later. But it is, you are given, especially by your OB, just a little bit more time in the beginning for that recovery because a C-section is a major abdominal surgery. So check in with the pelvic health PT. I always recommend you check in with them during pregnancy, even if you're not having any concerns or symptoms. That way you get to know a pelvic health PT before you actually may need them. But also uh, pelvic health PTs can give you a lot of guidance about labor and delivery, pushing positions if you choose or need to or want to deliver vaginally. We can also talk to you about what recovery should look like postpartum. I typically check in with my postpartum patients um, two weeks after they've given birth, usually doing a Zoom call. And we talk all about posture, breathing, reconnection, um, positions for nursing and avoiding back pain. And then once they've been cleared by their midwife or OB, then I'll see them for an in-person visit at six weeks. Um, PTs may be different on this timeline. That's just my general timeline. Some people call me from the hospital and <laughs> tell me that their back is already hurting. And so I've addressed in the hospital and immediately when they get home, some back pain and some other issues too. So it's really individualized. But um, just know if you've had a C-section, there are people to support you and understand that the recovery is different. Um, and sometimes a C-section is necessary and that is the best and most healthiest way to get out your baby for you and or the baby. But just, you may need a little bit of extra care postpartum. And yes, your pelvis has been involved. It has carried the weight of a growing human for many months now. So check in with your pelvic floor PT. Again, if you have any questions, reach out to me, um, you can email me at uh, Amy or at www. No, no, no. That's my website. You can email me at Amy at the Pelvic Yogi, A I M E E at the Pelvic You can find me on Instagram at the Pelvic Yogi. Um, I'd love to hear from y'all. I'd love to hear your postpartum stories. Or if you are pregnant right now, reach out. I'd love to hear your birth plan. And if you need help finding a pelvic health PT, I'd love to help you find one too. So have a great day and happy healing.